everyone. Two Fellas Podcast back with another episode. My name is Cody and joining me as always is my bearded co-host Steve. On the road, enjoying some cold brew. Cheers. Spe- speaking of my bearded co-host Steve, I um, I don't know if you had this to discuss, but you, you, did, you did win a contest for your beard. Yeah, I uh, know that we give a, a solid nod to... Uh, you know, beard and beard culture. Um, so winning the coveted title of beard of the month was a, a nice little surprise. Yeah. Folks, family dentistry hooking you up. Yep. I, I, I did say that, uh, I felt like the contest was a little bit rigged. I mean, what about those of us that just, we can't grow beards? Uh, I mean, they could have baby face of the month if you want. I mean, would you would you really like that title? Well, what what would the mug have on it though? Uh, a baby? baby face, a baby face emoji. Can I get can I get the uh, the but mug? The, but, but but um, Clint Doctor Folks has a beard, so he was you know supporting the beard community that he, that he's a part of. What were you on a first name basis? You'd call him Clint. I call him Doctor Folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely on a first name basis. Must be because you have a beard and I don't. Is that what it is? That that is inside inside track right there. Well, if I could win Babyface of the Month and then I could have a a mug like on the office, where you know Nardog's got his face on there with the star. That's how he knows his mug. So his mug his mugs on the mug. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway, uh, in our last episode, we discussed how President Trump uh, crashed a wedding reception, and how one high school senior took some unique senior photos without his mom's approval. Chris Pratt was accused of being racist for just wearing a patriotic T-shirt. Uh, one creative kid got the cops called on him for selling ice-cold root beer, and the beard learned how Post Malone got his rap name. We also had the chance to taste PBR's hard coffee while discussing how one teenager became a millionaire by winning the Fortnite World Cup. So, PBR hard coffee. I'm uh, back in, in Georgia, and uh, I had three... Uh, newer employees traveling with me and I, I told them about this and everybody looked down upon me. They also looked down upon me for bringing up Natter days until they tried them both. So I have uh, definitely sold them both on, on the Natter days and the PBR hard coffee. Luckily they can get Natter days. Sadly, they cannot get the hard coffee back in Oregon. Well, let me tell you, both the Natter Days and the hard coffee are great. So don't hate until you try it. You gotta appreciate. So uh, the beard is on the road once again, and uh, why don't you why don't you tell us what you have for us this week in our "Where's the Beard" segment, brought to you by Salt Soap Company, located in downtown Benton, where while shopping, if you mention Two Fells Podcast, you'll receive ten percent off your entire purchase. So this one, I wanted to take a little step back prior to uh, my travels um, on Monday. Went to, uh, you know, a, a good old Travis game on Sunday uh, night with our youth group. Uh, Joanna and I also took the, the little boys. Um, and, and, you know, we help out with the youth. And we took uh, 23 of us went to the game. It was a, a nice, nice evening. And, you know, Knowing the, the traditions of the minor league ballpark, 
um, I was trying to get one of the kids signed up to do an event. Uh, his name's Wynn. So I took him down there, was trying to get him signed up for something, and she goes, you're both going to do an event? And I was like, no, just, just him. She goes, you both? So I ended up, you know, figuring out exactly what was going on here. I knew we were going to the good old Dizzy Bat Race. So as the middle of the fifth came to be, you could hear the chance of eat more chicken. As Wynn and I spun clockwise around the bat, going what seemed like forever till the ground started moving. Then you hear run, run, run. I take about two steps and I see Wynn already eating it into the grass. Problem is, is that I got focused on him and went straight towards him. Tried to avoid landing directly on top of him, but grazed his shoulder and hip as I, I rolled over and ended on the third baseline. Tried to recover and get back up, but it was to no avail. I ended up losing the race and win took home the victory. Yeah, I don't know what was the best part of that video. Uh, <laughs> you you biting it or that you could hear Will just at the top of his lungs scream and eat more chicken. Yep. Um, dude, that was pretty epic. Like, that had to be – well, here's the thing. Like, you know, people go down there and they just – they don't really get into it. They just kind of – they just kind of uh, give half effort. But you guys were totally into it, and you were spinning as, as just fast as your little feet could get around that bat. And, uh, yeah, you only took a few steps before biting it. And you – and you, you were, I think you were giggling, my friend. I think you were having a good time. It, it, was a, it was a pretty good video. I think you, like, it was funny. It was funny to watch. I wish I had witnessed it in person, but I'm so glad Joanna got it on video. Yeah, uh, we, had, we had multiple different views of it. Joanna was up in the seats, um, so she had a downward angle. Uh, the youth minister was, like, right next to the field, and, he, and Will was standing by him. So that was the one with, with Will cheering, was uh, right there live in the action. So, yeah. It, it was definitely, you know, I'm, I'm known as the fun killer to this group of youth, but, you know, had to have a little bit of fun. Don't always kill it. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. It was a good video, but I'm glad it got shared on social media. And, you know, prior to that event, Will lost a tooth at the game. Really? Yeah. So uh, he was down there. We were sitting on waiting and. You know, he's been working on this tooth for a little while. And, you know, I was, we, he is one that likes to pull out his own tooth. Uh, we normally tie some floss around it and then he pulls it. So I was trying to show him where the floss goes, like behind his tooth. And he moved really quickly. And my fingernail was underneath it, gave a little pop, and then he pulled it out the rest of the way. So lost the tooth at a baseball game. That's quite uh, memorable. Oh, dude, I, I kind of hope our kids pull out their own teeth because I don't, I don't know that I can handle that. I don't know if I can handle pulling my kid's tooth out. I, uh, I mean, I, I was like Will, so I, I'm, I'm all about it. It uh, doesn't bother me. I bet Dr. Folks could get it out. Definitely. But Definitely. The too. power of the beard just makes the tooth just leap out of the gums. <laughs> yes. So I was hoping you were going to say you like, was eating some Cracker Jacks or something. Oh, no. No. Did you, did did you have did uh was Rager eating on some seeds? Uh, he had some popcorn this time. He did not partake in the seeds. Um, we did we did have some, but he was not his uh 
normal self. He was a little bit tired. It was a late game, so we had to deal with that. Him and I were playing catch instead. Gotcha. Hey, hey, hey. He had a pretty good arm on on, on him, and uh, he was catching the ball pretty well. So, yeah, little, little guy's got some talent. Because I, I think we're, I, hope, we're hoping he plays because he's he's the last one to be uh, get into uh, baseball. Well, I was about to say, you know, you've got the the baseball blood in you, but I think that may be the only sport that Jordan doesn't play. So it'd be kind of cool yep. to see Rager pick it up. It would be. We'll just have to see. All right. Well, um, glad uh, you shared that with us in the uh, Where is the Beard segment. And like I mentioned, uh, if you go into uh, Salt Soap Company and mention Two Fellows Podcast, uh, you will get 10% off your purchase. You should uh, totally go to this month's third Thursday and stop in there and buy some, some great body and wellness products and uh then you maybe you could slide over to stated you know they had a re-grand opening and uh see what they may have in there too as well yeah it uh would be great i'm hoping that we're around for third thursday we have yet to make one so uh with it being back in school we should uh hopefully be around to check it out all right so in the uh craft brew the week segment i don't really I don't really have a craft brew, but I do have a good craft brew story. Although I will tell you that I am drinking on the uh, Lost 40 uh, month of Sundays, Hoppy Pale Ale. And I did want to say this. So um, they describe this as a like a light, refreshing, uh, day-drinking uh, type of beer, crisp and citrusy uh, hops. And it's, it comes at a 5.5%. So I, I think we reviewed this uh, on Untapped. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast. I think we featured it before. Um, I've had it in their tap room and then I've also have it on can, but I want to, I want to bring it up real quick. Um, so we went to the, uh, lake this past weekend, surprise, surprise. And, um, it was a little bit cooler, right? So it wasn't quite as hot outside. Um, so, you know, I'm not, we weren't talking about hundred degree temperatures, but for just like a, like a warmer summer, summer day, but not like in the hundreds, like it was, it actually was kind of, um, refreshing. Um, I picked that up because I knew it wasn't going to be super hot. And I don't typically take like a hoppy um, beer out to drink on the lake, but I, I will say if it's not super hot, this is probably be like your if you want to get like kind of a hoppy um, beer, but not be overpowered by by um, by the hops or the ABV. This is definitely one to pick up for that type of situation. Yeah, and I you know cracked open at the start of this a uh, Three Taverns uh, Brewery, which is uh, in Decatur, Georgia. The Coco Cafe, which is a chocolate, vanilla, cinnamon, coffee milk stout. Whoa. Comes in at 8%. It's uh, succulent, spiced, and uh, it's pretty good. Uh, first time having it. Is it succulent? Succulent, spiced, obsession. I'm not uh, so sure what, what that was about, but uh, it is an independent uh, craft brewery, and... Uh, I enjoy most of their other beers, and so I wanted to try this one out. It's uh, it's unique. I really, really like it. So the story I have for you this week is um, Kellogg's has announced it has teamed up with Salford Brewery Seven Brothers to turn its, quote, less than perfect Rice Krispies and Cocoa Pops into beer. 
Following the success of the brewery's throwaway IPA made from leftover Kellogg's cornflakes, the brewers have created a new range of beers made from the grains discarded during the cooking process of the cereal giant's Manchester factory. The new craft beers include a uh, cocoa-based uh, sling-it-out stout and a snap, crackle, and pop cast-off pale ale. The beverages are made from rice-based flakes that are either overcooked, uncoated, or discolored and therefore have not passed Kellogg's strict quality control. It would not make it into the pack and would inevitably go to animal feed. So if you read further into this article, it talks about how, you know, Kellogg's is trying to get, you know, zero waste. And this is kind of a way to make that happen. And I thought it was kind of a good idea not to be wasteful because, you know, as a country, we waste so much food per year. Um, So it helps kind of combat that problem. And it sounds like it's going to make a tasty brew. So um, I know we talked about the... um, the throwaway IPA on, on the podcast in a previous episode, um, but we haven't. I haven't had. We haven't gotten any, our hands on any of uh, Brewery Seven Brothers uh, brews, um, but they are in Manchester, which is a little outside the reach of here in Arkansas or the places that you that you've traveled. So um, it'd be cool to try one of these. I just don't know that we'll have the opportunity just because it's just it's so far away, and I doubt it's going to make it into this market, but. I think it's a cool idea. It's like some tasty brews that I would definitely like to try. Yep. That is the same uh, little craft brew story that I had brought today. Oh. Um, so it, it was interesting that they were, um, you know, trying to claim it as recycling. Um, you know, they could just lower their, their quality standards and, and push some more stuff through. But trying to tap into the ever- um, growing craft brew market, I think that that's a it's a good start. Who knows if it'll actually be sustainable? But they can uh, at least recycle for a little while. I don't eat. Do you? I'm not a big cereal eater, and if I do, it's usually like the the you know the healthy Kochi brand. But um, I, even if I mean I've had you know Rice Krispies treats, obviously, but I don't typically eat like Rice Krispies cereal or I guess. Um, cocoa pops. I don't know what that is. I guess it's like a. I don't know. I don't know. Is that a cereal? Cocoa pops. Cho- it, yeah, chocolate. I don't know. Um. So if I was to make one of these, I would not have made a pale ale with the Rice Krispie treats. I could have really seen um, a, a milkshake style with the Rice Krispie treats. So you actually throw some dairy in there, so it would uh, almost be like a creamy, uh, liquid Rice Krispie treat. I don't think you're going to get that same flavor profile off of a pale ale. So I think they could they they could have done a better job of choosing what kind of coffee or what kind of um, beer. I left the coffee because of the beer I had in my hand. Um, but you know, which one would you choose? Would you go for a chocolate? I mean, the IPA, stout, or the pale ale? Man, after that hard that PBR hard coffee, I'd probably have to go with with the uh the cocoa pops but yeah I, I would i would actually tend to play this one safe and, and try the pale ale because i don't know a hoppy hoppy cornflakes sounds weird cocoa pops are, you probably can't really mess that one up it's probably not a bad option to go with no and yeah man i just even just kind of going over notes preparing for this episode of the podcast thinking about that pbr brew is like oh so good that was like i 
who would have thought like a PBR? I mean, honestly, the PBR is not like a bad beer. I mean, it's you know, I like how you can get it like really cheap in a bar, but uh, yeah, that PBR hard coffee was good stuff. It definitely like um, expanded my palate, if you will. It's definitely different, and if you can get your hands on it, you're not gonna give it away. That's right. So we are thankful for the beard for sharing that with uh, myself and uh, the bourbon barber. So, um, getting into news, I want to ask you: Are you familiar with the condition uh, misophonia? No, miso soup, but not misophonia. Okay, I was wondering if you thought you might have this. So. A man who flies into a rage at the sound of chewing hasn't been able to speak for his family for four years due due to his rare condition. Daryl Murphy, 41, suffers with uh, misophonia, which is a mental disorder which causes certain noises to trigger heightened emotional responses, including rage, panic, and the need to flee. The graphic design company production manager has lived with the condition, also known as selective sound sensitivity syndrome, for as long as he can remember, but thought he was just crazy for many years. Daryl, who's from San Diego, said, I thought I was crazy for many years. Little noises would make me just fly into a rage. People don't understand it, and I can't explain it. It's affected relationships, especially people I've been dating and family members, because you take it out on the people closest to you because you you think they should understand. Daryl hasn't been able to attend family gatherings such as Thanksgiving or Christmas and hasn't been able to hold a relationship for the last two years. Daryl finally put a name to his condition when he was 30 after he left he left feeling so frustrated. He Googled, Googled his symptoms and has since learned to deal with the rage caused by certain sounds by distracting himself with music or the TV. But he's still forced to wear headphones for three hours a day to reduce his uh, misophonia and is now speaking out to raise awareness of the little-known disorder. So... I thought maybe, That's awesome. I thought maybe you awesome. could relate to that story a little bit. I, I definitely can relate to it, but I think that he needs some better coping mechanisms. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that uh, I can pick up on. Um, chewing loudly definitely bothers me. There's, there's some other noises and stuff that can happen that'll put me on edge, but it, it's just one of those, like, I know that it's me, and so I just got to deal with it on my own. Uh, Joanna definitely knows about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, can, I can understand the guy uh, for the fact that he, that he has something. But as extreme as it is, I didn't know that that was a, a thing. Yeah, you know, I've, I've joked. I say joked. But it's been brought to my attention, and I, I guess I somewhat can relate to uh you know people with obsessive compulsive disorder because i just have certain similarities to that disorder i don't i've never been diagnosed with it and i and from what i've read and what i've seen i don't think that i have it so i kind of i'd be careful i'm careful about saying that you know i'm ocd um kind of like this like i don't think you have misophonia which i can relate to you as well there's some certain people i've ate i've eaten around or even even family members who just you know, like, could you, could you be any louder with that? Um, I don't go into a rage or anything and it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't like cause me to panic or anything. So, um, I don't, what about, um, so when I was in college, like people who would, um, like, uh, shuffle papers or, 
or typing really loud on, on, on laptops or like clicking um, pens like that would really it would distract me pretty pretty bad in, in school um, I guess it's just so quiet and all you hear is a professor so it would definitely like distract me and that was before the, that was before like cell phones were like really a thing um, there was no iPhones there was no not even touchscreen phones so you know people weren't like surfing Facebook or texting a lot so I can't even imagine trying to sit in a class now yeah, uh, you know, we were at a event the other day, or event, I'm not sure what I would really call it, but this this gentleman had, I would like to say, about $8 in change in his pocket. Oh, boy. And it is absolutely quiet, and he proceeds to pull some out, looks like he counts it all, reaches back into his pocket, pulls out some more, counts it all, shuffles hands, and this is going on across from me, and it is just like, oh, my goodness. And, yeah. So there there are multiple things like that. Um, definitely sounds can be triggered. You know, you'd mentioned, like, listening to somebody eat. You know, one of the favorite things is, oh, that sounds really good. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, can, I can hear how much you're enjoying it. Um, but... What what about people who like you're in a waiting room and they're on their phone but they're like talking so loud that you like you know exactly what's going on in their life? Like I was in a waiting room yesterday and this woman I, I'm assuming she was discussing with her with the financial institution that she banks at about some sort of financial identity theft or something and by the end of the conversation like I knew exactly what was going on, how much money had been spent, who she thought it might have been. Did you get the account numbers and everything too? Uh, if I was, you could have just yeah, added onto it. If I was listening hard enough, I probably could have. But I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my goodness! Like, take this outside, or like maybe maybe wait late for later." But yeah, that's, that's a huge pet peeve of mine of people who just like carry on full blown conversations as loud as can be in waiting rooms. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that, I, that that story, you know, I saw it. It kind of it kind of made me think of you because we've joked about this before. So. I thought I'd share with our listeners. No, I, I appreciate it. I've uh, definitely left rooms before because of issues like that. So, like I said, I try to deal with it on my own, but other people are keen to my reactions and give me a hard time in, 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 anyway. So, um, you know, we, we have had discussions about the Bigfoot before. Federal officials are investigating an incident involving at least one gunshot fired over the weekend at Mammoth Cave National Park that prompted an alleged sighting of Bigfoot. A spokesperson for the National Park said law enforcement rangers responded around 2 a.m. to an incident involving a person with a firearm at one of the park's backcountry campsites. Uh, This (laughs) caused some campers to actually flee in the middle of the night and pick up their camp um, because of what they were told. So quite interesting um, shots fired in the middle of the night. You're probably not going to hit anything. So I'm not sure. It, uh, it's quite interesting. Coming out of Kentucky, though, we know some uh, weird things happen over there. Wait a minute. The, so the Bigfoot was shooting or somebody shot at the Bigfoot? So it, the shooting was prompted by the sighting of a Bigfoot. Well, don't shoot it. We don't want to kill the Bigfoot. I'm just saying. They, they 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 thought they saw Bigfoot. They started shooting, and uh, you know, I don't know. 
what we've discussed, you know, uh, the right. bourbon barber going out at, you know, late hours trying to find one, listening for one. But uh, we talked about also we wouldn't be just uh, shooting randomly in the dark at an object that we thought was a Bigfoot. Was Hillier in Kentucky? I can't remember. I hate that documentary. <laughs> I don't know. You bring it up quite a bit for hating it. Um, I think I could, it was. I think it was. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was and then drifted into other states to the east. Now, if they'd have gone out there and they'd have, they'd have shot at some Bigfoot, then maybe I would have, you know, been a little bit more into it. But well, seriously, they would have shot the hell of your monster, not yeah, Bigfoot. But. but seriously, don't shoot the Bigfoot. If you're listening to this podcast, you know, we advocate for, for finding Bigfoot and, and, and communicating with it. Don't, don't shoot it. It will never come back out after that. Uh, definitely wouldn't. So... The closing of Krispy Kreme Little Rock couldn't have come at a worse time, although maybe it is saving some people from going into a diabetic coma. For a limited time, you can get a Reese's Peanut Butter Lover's or a Reese's Chocolate Lover's Donut. So hurry fast if you're a peanut butter lover because it's only for a limited time. Now, I've actually tried something similar at Dunkin' Donuts, and I've also tried a Reese's uh, Donut at Hertz. Uh, You know... I am a cop, so I love me some donuts, right? And I also love me some Reese's peanut butter. But these donuts are a little too rich for me, and it's definitely not worth a stomachache afterwards. So maybe it's maybe it's best at Krispy Kreme day clothes. But it, it, it probably would have been worth a try. Yeah, that uh, Joanna's not had good experiences with the Krispy Kreme up there ordering multiple dozens of donuts. So, you know, Hertz donuts came in and, and kicked them right out is basically what happened. Yeah, um, yeah, she has not had the best experiences there, which that might that might have led to, uh, you know, why they closed down. Like, good job, probably Joanna. Has, you, you probably has to do with management. Yeah, Joanna, you had you got Krispy Kreme closing everybody, so we all have you to thank. <laughs> if you're if you're upset about that, you can write Joanna at Joanna at twofellowspodcast dot com. Just kidding, we don't have that. We can't afford to have that many email addresses registered. So, so Disney is going to remake one of the classics. Home Alone. This could be an absolute disaster. I just don't know why they're even thinking about doing this, but it is for their Disney Plus uh, streaming app that is going to be coming out. They uh, are also looking at redoing movies such as A Night at the Museum, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Cheaper by the Dozen. So what do you think about a, a remake of Home Alone? God, don't touch it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. Don't touch that one. I don't. Man, don't touch any. Those ain't even out that long. Like cheaper by the dozen. So that had that had uh, Martin. Uh, not Martin Short. Um. Dennis Quaid. Oh no! I thought Steve Martin. I thought they had Steve Martin in those movies and Hilary Duff. I guess we could be. I could be mixing it up. I don't remember. But none of those movies are as classic. As Home Alone, I don't, I don't understand. I, I, Diary of the Wimpy Kid is still fresh and and new. Like I, I don't know, but they are definitely trying to remake these to draw an audience to uh, Disney Plus or whatever they're going to uh, call their streaming. They're service. they're remaking these movies and they're running them. Um, so I have not seen the Lion King remake. Um, 
but I don't. It's not getting the best of reviews. I don't know if it's because we're comparing it to, you know, what we know as kids, or it's just generally a bad movie. I'm not sure. Have y'all have y'all seen it? No, definitely want to. Um, have 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 heard mixed reviews um, as as far as how realistic it is, um, and, and you know, but definitely judging off of how Aladdin was redone, it's uh, a little bit darker. And you know, if you could think about the scenes with uh, Scar, there could be some some terrified kids or um, that that aren't needing to see that when you think that you're going to go to a Disney movie, but. Um, Sure. Yeah, and then um, I don't. I don't know. I just I, f- I feel like these movies. I mean, you know, they've, now they got Space Jam getting remade, which I, I don't know was around '96. I guess that, that was after Home Alone. I don't know. I just feel like is it time to remake these movies? I mean, what's next? The Sandlot. I mean, we just. I don't know. I just I feel like we're running our youth because our kids are watching the remakes of movies that we love so much growing up, and they're just awful. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, they're trying to appeal to our generation, um, to get, you know, get us excited about seeing them and taking our kids to enjoy the movies that we saw. But, um, I would rather just see some re-releases and, um, and do it that way. Uh, but you know, one of the other things that we've discussed is changes in ratings and movie Mm -hmm. content. Mm -hmm. Um, just what can be seen, what, what can't be shown uh those things put a twist on the movies that we grew up with and completely changes it uh nowadays you know what movie just popped in my head that is probably totally not appropriate for our kids to watch who framed roger rabbit like i guarantee you that's a probably pg rating and you know our kids do not need to see that movie so i don't recall if i've ever watched the whole thing oh i've got it if you want to watch it I, I, it just never, I don't know. I think I've watched, I watched part of it, but then didn't like it. I don't know. I don't think I ever watched the whole thing. There's a lot of adult humor in there that you don't yeah. really get. It's kind of like Ghostbusters. Like there's a lot of adult humor in Ghostbusters, but I didn't really, I didn't really get it until I was older. I'm, and it's, now it's like funny, funny on another level. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of that. So, in my next story, I, I want to stay on the topic of food. Um, you know, some of our listeners might be getting a little hungry now. A food evil greater than pineapple pizza has emerged. Hot dog ice cream. Yes, you heard me right. Oscar Mayer has announced the ice dog sandwich. The two flavors, which should not be cold in the first place, will be sandwiched between two cookie buns. Oscar Mayer's rationale for this creation, quote, because a hot dog for dinner should be chased by a hot dog for dessert, end quote. No. So many no's. The experience of eating a hot dog with mustard should not be translated into a frozen form. I feel like we're leaving in a parallel universe where up is down and Netflix doesn't cancel good shows after their second seasons. So, this includes candied hot dog bits, hot dog sweet cream, and spicy Dijon gelato. So, you're not going to try it? God, no. That sounds <laughs> awful. Yeah, I definitely saw this and was absolutely amazed by it. I don't know where you can get it. I don't um, No, I would definitely try it for the podcast to give a review for you guys. 
Um, I'm not sure if there is a Oscar Mayer Wiener um, store locator for this, as there is for uh, the PBR Hard Coffee. But I might have to look into it to uh, give you guys uh, an honest and unbiased opinion on a uh, ice cream hot dog sandwich. Dude, I seriously got like the 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 chili willies just thinking of eating that like it's just that just sounds awful i'm all about doing like a two fellas podcast like hot ones challenge you know but man i just don't well after after the hot ones you gotta cool off so oh, might as well not with that golly <laughs> I just let's just get a cold beer we don't need any any uh, hot dog ice cream sandwich oh with a side of hot dog water oh god isn't that a limp biscuit album it is, and it was also a story that we had brought up quite a few episodes ago. Yeah. Jumping straight into sports with ESPN 8, The Ocho, which has been currently airing for about 20, well, maybe 20 hours. It started early this morning, and there have been many different shows, uh, sporting events, if you will, uh, on there. Uh, recently just finished up with... Uh, the USA taking on Canada in dodgeball, which the USA came from behind t- down 12 to two in the first half to win 16 to 14 in overtime, followed by the movie dodgeball. There have been events such as the slippery stairs and there was like a pizza acrobatics. So if you've missed out on that, I'm sorry, it will be over before this episode is aired. But uh, it's a big shout-out to the movie Dodgeball. So is, is this like a, a joke or a prank or a spoof, or is this for real? So th- they have they have brought the Ocho out multiple times, um, and it is real uh, sporting events. I mean, they, they have the cornhole uh, championships were played earlier today. It was international championships. The USA won that. Um, defeating Canada as well. There was, uh, where was that other team from? This Canada played uh, the match right before that to get to the championship game. Uh, I can't remember who they were playing. But uh, it's quite interesting. Um, You know, can't just sit around all day watching it. So when I got back to the the hotel, I I tuned into it. Um, But there are some classics. between the people actually watching the event and the commentators. I mean, you can re- remember the famous uh, guest judge in dodgeball is Chuck Norris. Um, but there's plenty of good stuff to go around. All right. I did, I, talking before we started recording, I didn't, I didn't even know there was that many ESPN channels. So when is this, is this going to be like on the air temporarily and then just go all back off or – yeah, it was just it's it just took over ESPN two um for the the twenty four hours. Gotcha. To basically since early this morning till Gotcha. Late tonight. So Oakland Raiders receiver Antonio Brown has been out of practice due to issues with his feet. He posted a now since deleted picture of his wrecked feet and leads to say it wasn't pretty. And the explanation for what happened is batty. Chris Sims of NBC Sports reported that Brown suffered frostbite on his feet after entering a cryotherapy machine without the proper footwear. That seemed hard to believe, but NFL Network's Ian Rappaport confirmed it through team sources. 
Brown's injured feet were a focus of the first episode of this season's Hard Knocks on HBO. Though the cryotherapy accident was discussed, it seems that that will be a topic in next week's episode. Brown has been out of practice, and that's clearly not the best news. The Raiders traded for Brown over the offseason and gave him a raise. They expected the future Hall of Famer to be the centerpiece of their offense, but instead of him making plays in training camp, the focus has been on a truly bizarre injury that has kept him out and presumably could linger a while. So did you see the images? Yeah, so... Um, Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, so I saw him on Twitter. It was just like, it was like you can't unsee it. Like, why did you share that? They should have, like, censored that. Like, click click image to show picture or click, you know, here to show picture. I did not want to see it. Um, it was it was disgusting. Um, I never would have thought it was frostbite, though. Um, and I never... No, it, it was almost like they didn't want to say what it was. Um, in, in the news stories, they were saying that, you know, he had had a foot injury, and then all of a sudden he came out with these pictures, and everybody's like, what is going on with your feet? People thought it was, like, just blistered, like the whole bottom of the foot was blistered. Um, yeah, and then it came out that it was it was frostbite. Bro, it's nasty. Like, don't – I'm sure the image is still circulating around, but God oh, – don't, don't worry. I, I can share it with all of you guys. Don't oh, worry. We, yeah. we, can, we can throw it up there on the artwork for you. Yeah, I don't want to look at it again. Um, <laughs> so, man, crowd therapy has been, like, a, a, a hot topic. Um just in the past year or so, just as, as far as, um, uh, recuperating your muscles and just, just a part of the recovery process. And, uh, I guess I never, th- I never thought about it. I never thought about like proper footwear, but, um, I kind of wonder, I wonder if a lawsuit is, is, is coming out of this. Like, did they tell him to wear the footwear and provide it, but he didn't wear it, or did they not have it available? I mean, it, it couldn't have been his first time using it. So yeah, I don't it's know. Gotta, it's got to be on him. I just feel like his his decision. If it, so, if it was his decision to just not wear it, or he neglected to do it, he's costing the team a lot of money. But on the flip side of that is if they they didn't provide it or have it or whatever, then then they're costing the team a lot of money. But um nonetheless like what a crazy injury that's like sidelined him i don't know i just yes if you go see, um, if you go, see the, going in going into the fantasy season it's, it's quite interesting um you know whether uh you're going to uh draft this the star wide receiver or not uh i wouldn't maybe you draft him and bench him but they're just holding the spot on your on your fantasy team so i don't know yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see uh Got about um, what twenty ish days before some some drafts start kicking off, so we'll uh, see what happens. Two of the biggest stars of the Cleveland Browns have actually been trending on social media lately. Odell Beckham Jr. you know has been known for his antics on the sidelines and off the field parties, but this one had him on the road. He was driving when a super fan flagged him down. Driving alongside him, the fan had Cleveland Brown vanity plates that read OBJR13. Flagging him down, he rolled down his window, and they were asking him to sign the vanity plate. Odell obliged. They pulled over. He got out and signed the license plate. Pretty sweet. That's, um, I have a funny NASCAR story to relate to that. So a couple years ago, um, 
there was a um, red flag on a road course race, I believe, at Watkins Glen. And um, during the red flag, which if you don't know, that's when all the cars are basically parked on the track while they clean up something or, you know, make the track safe. And a fan, like, jumped a couple fences and basically, like, reached into uh, Matt Kenseth's car and asked him to sign a hat under a red flag. And he's like, uh, man, I'm kind of busy right now. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if he signed it or not. I don't think he did, but like kind of a similar situation. Like you got people, you know, you got fans flagging down somebody on the road. This guy is jumping fences under a red flag going onto the track and reaching through the window. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's, that's closer to the girls jumping out of the stands to go to, um, you know, go to the LA Dodgers player, um, and give them hugs. That's, that's a little different when you're actually, you know, technically working yeah compared to um you know driving down the road and and odell wasn't driving he was riding in the back of his bentley and he had a driver so oh of course yeah i mean you don't drive your own bentley no no you ride in the back i guess it's cool that he actually took the time to stop and sign it though right uh you know his quarterback baker mayfield was also in the news at a baseball game rocking a sweet mustache and a man jersey. <laughs> but the best part was when he called for a beer, he proceeded to bite the side the side of the can, pop the top, and chug. This style of shotgunning a beer I had never seen before. And it quickly became viral with that video, alongside Aaron Rodgers' poor drinking performance. Side by side, you be the judge of who the better quarterback is. Aaron Rodgers, say no more. We will see. Isn't he the drink, one? Dr- drink, drinking wise, Baker takes the cake. That can't be good for your teeth. Like I don't think Doctor Folks would approve you biting into a beer can. You just gotta have a long uh, canine and just you know, hook it in there, pop uh, it open. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, he's the one married to Kristen Cavallari, right? No. Oh. That's Jay. That's Jay Cutler. Oh, I can't stand J- Jay smoking. Jay Cutler. Yeah. Jay Cutler would be. Uh, Jay Cutler could compete on the drinking front, um, whereas Aaron Rodgers cannot. Gotcha. So Stephen Jackson, a uh, former Oregon State running back and historic running back for the St. Louis now Los Angeles Rams, signed a one-day contract to retire. Following that day. Mr. Jackson received a notification that he was selected for a random drug test from the NFL. He responded with a tweet stating that he will not be showing up for this random screening. Hashtag retirement life. Wow. I wonder what he, yeah. was, I wonder what he was using. Wasn't using anything. The, the, the fact is, is that he signed a one-day contract to retire with a team. What? He shouldn't have been on the list to have a random drug test. He's not going to play. Right. That's kind of, um, that's an odd story. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is is a current player, but received a random drug test in back to back days, so he had to go through the screening two days in a row. <laughs> What's going on with the NFL over there? How, how, how random is this screening test? I don't know. Wow. Man. So, yep, a lot of NFL news that is not actually football related. But uh, the season is getting closer and closer. All right. Well, 
Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Two Fellas Podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps others find the podcast. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to see our craft brew reviews, download the Untapped app and add Two Fellas Podcast. And until next time, enjoy a cold one for the fellas. Cheers.